Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. Uh, I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today, we're talking... The circus. The classic circus. You can hear the music in your head right now. Is that what runs through your head? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> when I say circus, you say toot toot tootly do. <laughs> you know, circus stuff. You know, general circus. The main circus. If you can read this, follow me to the circus. <laughs> circus seems like kind of like an old-timey activity like it's not as cool as it used to be it's definitely an old-timey activity now I, I we went to the circus just a few years ago right we did we went to i don't know which circus it was someone's circus it was one of the main it was either the coke or pepsi it was either ringling or barnum i think it was ringling wasn't it i think i thought ringling and barnum were the same guy mm. the same circus well, we both have much to learn about circuses this today. Was, this was like Mr. Number Two's excellent second choice. Circus. <laughs> <laughs> the circus that was on the event listing when you were looking for events. <laughs> Perfect to bring your child to on a weekend. It was pretty. It was pretty good. There was uh, a bunch of acrobats. There was uh, some sort of cannon firing. I mostly remember the enormous pretzel I ate. Yeah, the pretzel is the main thing I remember about it because the pretzel was hyperbolic <laughs> yeah if you had un if you had unfurled it it would have been about three feet long it was in a box that was the size of like a small pizza yeah it was like a pizza box with the pretzel in it and the pretzel was like as big around as like a hefty hog <laughs> <laughs> it was a very big pretzel i don't even think the three of us finished it no it takes a lot of people to finish a hefty hog <laughs> So, I know a lot of people have been to the circus, but I don't even, I don't think I went to the circus as a kid. So, some people may not know. Natalie. Yes. What is the circus? A circus is a company of performers who put on diverse entertainment shows that may include clowns, acrobats, trained animals, trapeze acts, musicians, dancers, hoopers, tightrope walkers, jugglers, and magicians ventriloquists, and unicyclists, and also stunts and object manipulation. That the poor object manipulators, <laughs> they really... <laughs> Let me just say, if you're the object manipulator, you better come out first. Firing off on all cylinders, man. They'll wheel out some fucking contraption that's like 30 feet long. And it's a giant seesaw, but then on the end of the seesaw are wheels, but then the whole thing turns totally upside down. The guys are just walking on it like it's nothing. And then out comes a guy with like a globe. <laughs> yeah, he's just, like a circle. He's, yeah. <laughs> the guy comes out with a circle and then he puts it behind his head and then he holds it up as high as he can. <laughs> he gets a rope and he ties it in a knot. <laughs> Object manipulators are definitely the openers. I would consider myself to be an object manipulator. That is really... It's basically my main bag. <laughs> basically the only thing I do. <laughs> I would say the majority of society is object manipulation. Right. You better really do it well to impress me. <laughs> Maybe it's just a guy that drives a car real politely. Right. I keep on thinking of things that might be object manipulator, but then I'm like, no, that's a magician's job. I'm just thinking of like when you're in eighth grade and there's a kid who 
can like do the little skateboard. Oh, you know, the little funny. finger skateboard? Yeah. Or a guy who can, uh, I used to have a friend who would spin a, a pen, but he would do it specially on his hand and it would balance on like a bump on the back of his hand and he could get the pen to spin for like 15 or 20 rotations. We'd just make him do it. Right, right. I used to know some kid when I was in school who used to like make it look like he was sticking his pen up his nose. But again, I think that's magic. <laughs> Thinks if you're creating an illusion, you're not manipulating an object. You're you're creating an illusion. If you want people to go, wow, what? How did you do that? That's magic, baby. Yeah, I, like I did. I I knew another kid, and he would take napkins, like the the food service napkins that were almost like construction paper. Right. He would take those and roll it up into like a long sausage and twist it. And he would shove it all the way up his nose until he got to like the fourth nasal world. And then <laughs> it would it would do something. It would trigger his brain and he would just sneeze until he pulled the napkin out. And so he would just sit there going, achoo, achoo, achoo. <laughs> and like he would just do it until people made him stop. <laughs> you were gonna say he got up far enough and he was able to tickle some part of his brain and he started speaking in tongues <laughs> he started channeling shit that would be dope his eyes rolled back in his that... head <laughs> yeah i mean if he did something amazing you would have already heard about it this would not true, this would just... not have been his first his first major media appearance. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't a headliner, really. <laughs> I used to know a guy whose magic trick was that he had really bad ulcers and he didn't go to the doctor. And his trick was that he could hurk a bunch of blood up into his mouth whenever you wanted it. <laughs> it's gut blood on command? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Whenever any anybody <laughs> wanted it. Right, right. Just ask for it. <laughs> I would. I would. <laughs> Actually, I think he showed people that he could do that, and no one ever asked him to do it. You're like, <laughs> I think you need that stuff, man. I was like, oh, don't show us that. I don't want to see that. You know, I, I think it would be great. You get your ticket, you check in, you sit down on the bleachers, the lights dim, <laughs> and then the spotlight starts scanning over the floor, yeah, right? Because right. they do now, they do these things in like coliseums or, a, or like a, a ring where you might have a rodeo, right? Right. Spotlight starts scanning the floor and just some kid walks out and he's just got a necklace made out of a chain. He looks like he's about 20 but he also dresses like he's still in high school, like he's maybe a little immature. And then they drop down a big jumbotron, they zoom in on his hand, and then he's just got, <laughs> and then he's just got needles like like pins or needles like you would use for sewing, and he just pushes them through the skin on his fingers so he doesn't draw blood, but just through the outer layer of the skin. <laughs> he just does it on all of his fingers, <laughs> and then he wiggles them around. <laughs> It's Mr. Pin Fingers. I think I just got a million dollar idea. This might be a winning million dollar idea. Imagine going to the circus, if you will. Yeah. I know we haven't got into it yet, but like imagine what your ignorant mind thinks a circus might be. Oh yeah. Before learning any information about it. Mm -hmm. Right? That's tired. All those all those cliche circus things. That's tired, man, right? Yeah. Elephant, who cares, right? Trapeze, I don't give a shit. They have those at the playground, mm -hmm. right? They do, yeah. Didn't right? think about that. Clowns. No one likes clowns. No. Right? Mm-hmm. 
reverse circus. You go to the circus, they sell all of the tickets, and then you go, and they call a number, and if the number is the number of the chair you're sitting in, you have to entertain everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And they'll just, like, go through. Just keep on calling numbers until until someone says uncle. And we'll just entertain each other, maybe. If you're drawn. I think the average person would have to go in with an idea. <laughs> well, I mean, but I think that, that the spontaneity in, like, calling someone's, like, 62-year-old dad who has no plan down there would be entertaining in, in and of itself. Like, maybe he would try to do a somersault or something. Oh, that would be, that would be good. <laughs> It'd be charming, and it would be interesting to see, like, normal folks put on the spot. Let's see what kind of tricks you have. Right? I don't think... <laughs> I would go to that every weekend. Yeah, but what if they called you? That's like that hell money on X-Files where if you strike out, they take your eyeball out. I mean, I would go down there and do a somersault. I'd be a sport. What the oh, you shit? could do a somersault? I could do a fucking somersault, bitch. <laughs> Is that where you put your head on the ground and you and you roll, roll over? Yeah, right. Huh. I don't know. I don't... I don't know if I could do one of those. <laughs> that is kind of impressive. Yeah. I, I mean, sure. I, I, maybe I could like lay flat and roll like a log. Maybe you could lay over on, and I could roll over you. Okay. Okay. The human log roll. <laughs> Who could think of all the different entertaining things that people can come up with on the fly? Like maybe someone would go down there and drink like three beers and without breathing. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know what I could, I don't know what I could do. You could be like, you could lift, like, something very heavy. 200 pounds. (laughs) The 200 pound strong man. That's that's on after my uh, reality show about my weight loss program called My 200 Pound Life. (laughs) So... That was my million dollar idea. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. So circuses, as we know them, have been a format for about 250 years, right? And they say that it was conceptualized in 1768 by a guy named Philip Astley, who was an equestrian. And he put on horse shows in a field and he hired acrobats and tightrope walkers and jugglers and clowns to fill in the dead space in between his equestrian routines. Okay. So I was like, oh, let's go see the horse show. It was on a field called Hey Penny Hatch. Let's go see the horse show at Hey Penny Hatch. So you think this was an England thing? It was was next to the Thames, yeah. (laughs) There's something about the circus that seems really, uh, really English to me. It has, like, a vibe to it that is, like, not real contemporary, man. Like, it definitely has, like, an old-timey idea of what something whimsical would be. I think people riding horses around in a circle and then riding the horse on your head in a circle and then going on a tight rope and then kind of jumping around and doing little tricks where you like pull yourself up on a pole. Yeah, right. Really swing you back and forth across the across the tent with your ponytail. That is like <laughs> that is the same stuff they did at the very first circus. They had right. people juggling. Right. People still fucking juggle at the circus. I think they probably invented juggling a long time ago that had to be one of the top forms of object manipulation <laughs> well it's not though because jugglers was listed separately 
Yeah, it's because they elevated the format, and they're like, we don't want to be associated with that guy who sneezes. <laughs> Could you manipulate your own object? Is that considered object manipulation? Is uh, is manipulating your own meat car object manipulation? I think you're the. I think this this gets into like literally semantics. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I think. I think, in a sense, in that. I think most people would agree you are not your body. Right. I think that you, using your body, your embodiment of your of your holy self, to push things around. Right. <laughs> I mean, you are really using a, an avatar to control your environment. And, I mean, depending on your conception of reality, you might call this a virtual environment because I don't think it's that real. Right, right. So using your avatar to control a virtual environment, perhaps this is the second life and second life is actually third life. <laughs> think about it. Right, right. <laughs> the traditional format with the ringmaster and all of the bullshittery was 18th century. To me, it reads as very 18th century. The the trappings of circuses seem very Rococo to me in a way that like a lot of that 18th century stuff is or 19th century stuff is. It has a vibe to it like they were being fancy but still living in the dirt. I always think of like the lion cages with like the very filigree looking cages and they're like chipped gilt paint and they have all those curtains and stuff. It's very like... Oh, yeah, lots of velvet curtains, for sure. It's very, like, this is truly splendid because we said so. And then, like, ladies in, like, very fancy dresses with pit stains and stuff. Yeah, a combination of, of you know, the vulgar and gross with an attempt to make it look shiny and fancy. Yes, yes. But, but having it, I the circus, the circus was intended to be for the people, so it was never, like truly gilded right right it was always a little crummy and you know what children can't tell when it's crummy that's yet another downside <laughs> what makes it easier to do stuff for kids because like if you just put someone in a slightly sparkly dress they're like oh it must be a princess right yeah <laughs> yeah easy to fool right Right. They're like, wow, she's really flying around by her ponytail. So the earliest modern circuses were performed open air and they had very limited covered seating. So it was like more like like at the horse race or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Later, they started having custom made circus buildings that were built out of wood that had a center ring and then they would have a stage. And then they did not invent the tents until the mid-19th century. And that is when circuses started traveling. Like, Because before that, it wasn't like a traveling situation. Oh, you would just have it in a place that was already built. Mm -hmm. The traveling circus, that's probably, that probably made them even more rinky-dink. Right. Well, I mentioned that, like, having a stationary circus is not that cost-effective because... Eventually, everyone in town has seen the circus and they're not going to go see it again. Yeah, that's true. But if you take that show on the road and you are only in each city for a couple weeks, then you better fucking go to the circus, bitch. Yeah, exactly. And so, even if even if you've seen the circus before, you got to go. Right. Because it's only in town for a couple weeks. And it's like, oh, it's novel. 
And it is like the thing you do at the second week of August. It's circus week and you simply must grab your whatever the fuck people take the circus week and get going. What would you, <laughs> if you were a lady in the 1800s and you were heading to the big tent to go to circus week, what would you bring? I would bring some little gloves so I wouldn't touch any of the filth of the, of the carnies. And I would probably bring some smelling salts in case I got shocked into uh getting the vapors or something and then passing out and then you would be able to revive me after i was so shocked to seeing a lion and stuff like that except that isn't that what the ladies did back then i feel like they got vapors so much <laughs> i'd be like Whoa! and you'd be like oh let me dig in your purse thing and get your vapors out and stick them up your nose and you can well, you know, uh, you know what? Uh, a friend of mine, I just, I just found this out uh, a couple years ago. A friend of mine uses smelling salts to wake up. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, especially if he didn't get enough sleep or something like that. He got smelling salts. I guess he got into them when he was playing hockey. But he will get smelling salts, and then he will wake up and if he's like oh i really like i'm super tired i only got four hours of sleep i have to go to work he will go get smelling salts that and he keeps them he keeps a lot of them on hand hmm. and i think you have to you have to open them or something so he will open a little chamber of them and he will smell them and then like it'll just shock him into being awake and then he'll just go to work <laughs> He should eat them. I don't... Does that work? I don't know. What is in smelling salt? I thought you would know. It's gotta be stinky. Let's find out. Let's it's find gotta be stinky. Let's find out. Can you eat them? What is smelling salt? Ammonium carbonate mixed with perfume. Spirit of hartshorn or sol volatile. So there's stimulants that revive you. Yeah. So I guess if you have a hangover or you're tired, I guess it might be a stimulant yeah they still make them you can get them on the internet well of course they still make them my my guy has (laughs) like a backpack full of them people say uh four and a half stars it relieves guitar and head colds Hmm. are we gonna get smelling salts are we gonna get add to cart (laughs) you added it to cart i did add to cart treat yourself (laughs) natalie you could have earned five dollars (laughs) back No, no. Anyway, so I'll, I'll. That's called atomic rhino smelling salts. Those, for athletes. Those are like pre-workout smelling salts. Athletic smelling salts. Squeeze and sniff. Man, there's really a bustling smelling salts for grief on Etsy for only three dollars. I thought that said smelling salts for girls. It's for grief. Um, I guess it helps you process grief by smelling it. Anyway, it's amazing what you can do with salt let's get let's get them and smell them we'll report back let's do smelling salts <laughs> we'll do an episode about them <laughs> or we'll just do a mini episode within another episode maybe we'll just do the smelling salts <laughs> and not on. report back <laughs> just get hooked on it maybe we'll get the smelling salts for really cheap and if you want some you know who to talk to <laughs> We're gonna find out if you can eat them. It's like that. We're gonna turn into that to that guy who went to the hospital because he was drinking poppers. Right. <laughs> I used to sell poppers. That was like the main thing I did. Those are are those made out of the same? We'll find out. Maybe we'll do an episode about inhalants. <laughs> Sound off in the Discord. Speaking of um, 
the Discord, this episode was suggested by people in the Discord. I want to mention it before we get too much farther. It was suggested by Romy, Alexis Lurleen, and Aslan O Speed Boat. Thank you for suggesting this episode. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, hit the Discord channel, topic suggestions. If you're not a member of the Discord, remedy that by going to patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Right. You have to just do it, man. It's cool times and great oldies. You're already here, so join us. Right, right, right. You love to talk to us, specifically. Just try it out. You'll get hooked. Anyway, when do you think that they started doing this kind of bullshit? Ancient Rome. Ancient Rome invented everything. Sometimes I think... It's kind of suspicious. Sometimes I think we should do an episode about Ancient Rome, but we mention it almost every episode. So it's kind of like the subtopic of every episode. Yeah, and it's also, like, it's kind of annoying. (laughs) It's honestly kind of annoying. Like, nobody had thought to do anything. And then the Romans were like, what if we drink clean water? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. And the Romans are like, how about we make some stuff out of concrete? Well, yeah, that worked, man. What if we just have, like, a variety show with acrobats and object manipulators and equestrians? <laughs> well, sure thing. Right. <laughs> you had me at object manipulators. <laughs> What were the ancient Roman circuses like? I feel like they had to be better than the British, like, lion in a gilded cage setup. Um, It says that they were similar to Grecian hippodromes, and they would have horse and chariot races, equestrian shows, staged battles, gladiators, and displays of trained animals, and they would also make animals fight with each other. But they also, one of the other things they would do is they would have these big coliseums, and then they would flood it and fill the whole bitch up with water, Yeah. and then have reenactments of naval battles. (laughs) So actually, it was better than our circuses. That's way fucking better. (laughs) They fucking didn't give a shit. Imagine if they flooded the Schottenstein Center and then they had like 150 Romans. In boats. In boats. Shooting at each other. (laughs) With bow and arrow. Did they use bow and arrow in Rome? Oh, gosh. If you were far away, they would. They would use spears or or swords. Or if you were really close, just short knives. Right. (laughs) Little teeny knives. Yeah. And keychain. They invented the... (laughs) They invented the teeny keychain knife. (laughs) The little knife that you use that you put the cherries on when you make cocktails. All right, Flavius. Listen, I've got a cocktail. (laughs) Um, so when they would have these circuses, the lower seats were for fancy guys, right? Yeah, just like, just like we do today. Uh-huh. And there was also boxes for whoever was putting on the circus, whoever was sponsoring the whole event, their buddies, right? They would uh-huh. get boxes, like, this is my party. And it was the only public spectacle where they did not separate men and women. Okay. Hot date. Yeah, you could take your date to the Mingle. circus. Find some find some uh, hot, fresh meat at the circus. Mingling all the guys from town in their little togas. Watching object manipulation. <laughs> watching the boat fight. <laughs> Have a little wine. What's up, bitch? 
That would be that would be hard to beat if yeah. you were in ancient Rome. Number one party in ancient Rome. Um, the first circus in Rome was Circus Maximus, which obviously sounds tight. They went straight for Maximus. Well, yeah. Um, it was constructed out of wood, and they rebuilt it several times. And the final version of the Circus Maximus could hold 250,000 people. That is so many. Yeah. So it's, is that bigger than the horseshoe? Yeah, the stadium here holds like a 110,000 maybe. Yeah. And that is an enormous stadium. Mm-hmm. So so over twice that many. I bet people were littler back then. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sort of, yes, but they were also <laughs> roughly the same size. <laughs> That's a yes and no, I think. <laughs> Maybe they didn't have they didn't have chairs. Maybe they what stood up. if what if it turned out that the Romans did not actually invent tiny keychain knives? Those were just normal knives to them. <laughs> Little tiny Romans. Maybe when people think that they see gray aliens, what they are really seeing is a ghost of a Roman. Well, think about it. Nobody <laughs> progress. So many things in our modern world we have now. So there are things that have lasted for 2,000 or 2,500 years that were the concept of them was invented in Rome and has not changed. Right. Either that means that humans are just stupid and Rome was the first time where they made shit that was good enough and people were like, who cares? Right. Got it. <laughs> Running water. Bread. Okay. Bread. Circus. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Got it. Done and done. <laughs> We're just going to wear togas. Actually, I would be down for just wearing a toga. I mean, I feel like the weather there is is more permitting of such a thing. I think that, you know, summertime in Ohio, toga weather, baby. Yeah. Think about how breezy, easy breezy. Yeah, I just, uh, I think it's a little too normal around here. I pretty much, I dress like at the limit of what, of what I would want to dress to not have people come up to me and talk to me about what I'm wearing. Right. Like, I've thought before it would be really sick to put together just some some insane outfits, but just, like, I I don't care that much to have, like, people I don't know talk to me about it. Right, right. I've been kind of thinking that I want to get a bunch of, like, extremely, like, black, shapeless, like, huge diaphanous garments that would make me look like a giant void space but also essentially from my perspective it would be like i was walking around naked all the time yeah i really i think that that that's probably like the most best option is like the more you could feel like you're not wearing any clothes at all is like the best i think that the romans understood that they hadn't invented bras with wires in them or underwear that goes up your butt they just like cover it up with a sheet who gives a shit Let it hang, baby. Let it get some breeze up there. It seem it seems all right. I think if the weather here was more stable, especially like in the winter, I feel like that would be that would be a solid option. We could wear like something cozy under it in the wintertime. Like long underwear. Toga and and leggings. <laughs> oh, I would get with a toga and leggings. Yeah. Yeah. See fleece leggings? Fashion, baby. I feel like it's just the thing with the leggings as the dude, like you really got to see, I would need a support garment because I feel like it would be vulgar. Would you though? I think it would be a power move to have balls down to your knees. I guess very, that's big, big power energy. I just feel, 
<laughs> I feel like if you can see too much of the details, it's just too much. Because like, you'd be wearing a shapeless toga over it. No one would see it. It would just be hanging. Oh, you think so? Uh -huh. You think the toga would be long enough? <laughs> yes, of course it would. I don't know how long togas are. Mine's going to be down to the floor. Oh, see, I didn't, for some reason, I was thinking they were like uh, thigh length. And I was like, that's... Let's it's fine if it, if everybody's if everybody's doing it then fine but oh you can go pretty much any length that it guy's is like that guy's got a maxi toga calf length seems to be the yeah. default yeah that guy's got a little above the knee going on I think it depends on how slutty you that's are that's pretty that's pretty slick <laughs> let's see I want to see like historical real toga that's not real ancient toga. There we go. See, these guys have the these guys are the real guys, and they have the long togas. You see, it is very much an ankle length toga, which is what I was planning on for my toga. Now, do those have sleeves, or are their arms just kind of sticking out of the sides? Um, from my understanding, what I have read about um ancient garment construction is that it's oftentimes just like some fabric that is folded in half and then they will do fasten like fasten at the shoulder and so you and then the sides hang open and then they will drape it around okay okay and then you can put a little belt on there if you yeah. want to get a little definition See, this is like obviously this guy is in the winter time and so he probably has his toga and then he has like another one over it to keep him cozy he's got like toga rolls yeah so he has two togas on. He's double toga-ing it. <laughs> There's a statue just to cut toga. Anyway, those ancient Romans, right? So after Rome fell, the circus buildings fell out of use. And all of the performers started traveling in between towns around Europe at fairs and shit like that, right? Yeah. And so it was like a very like casual thing where here comes some assholes doing somersaults. <laughs> Let's look at him. But then it got more organized with Philip Astley, and he did the horse show, etc. Right? Yeah, yeah. England picked it back up, started organizing it. And the the reality is that when you take something like that, where people are just kind of traveling around doing something cool, you organize it so that you can increase the amount of money you're making from it. Right, right. And so the first circus in the United States was. In 1793 in Philadelphia, I bet you that Ben Franklin was there. Oh, you know he was there. That was the first circus building, and George Washington went there for sure because it's in my notes. Well, you know B. Franklin was down there if George Washington was there. Right. In 1838, a uh, equestrian named Thomas Taplin Cook came back from England when he took a trip over there. And when he came back, guess what he had? A circus tent. And people were like, what? Now you no longer have to have the a circus in a field. Mm -hmm. Or in a building. You just set that sucker up. Chuck it up, baby. And then tear it down and skip out of town. Uh, the earliest wide-scale traveling circus was the Barnum and Bailey. Greatest show on earth. And that actually started in Europe in 1897. And they added zoological exhibitions and freak shows they don't do freak shows anymore they don't no that's mainly moved online <laughs> yeah you know, why, why pay when we can have it for free whenever you want so for like 100 years late 19th century first half of the 20th century circuses were 
huge. People loved to go and see them. They had huge crowds, and they just loved it. But then after World War II, the popularity started to decline, probably because people got TVs. Oh, yeah. And people had more, they had different tastes, man. They were just like, I want to see Hot Rods. I want to see Elvis Presley. I want to see all, I don't want to see Elephant doing a somersault. (laughs) It seemed, it must have seemed so old timey to them. Right, right. It probably seemed even more like old timey than it does even to us because it's like, ew, that's like grandpa stuff. Right? Yeah. Yeah. To us there's like kind of a kitschy nature to it, but I think they didn't they didn't feel that way in the post war era. They're like, Screw you, mom, I don't wanna go to the circus. I wanna go do something else. I wanna go listen to records or I wanna go sing doo wop in the boys' bathroom. I wanna go to the reverse circus. <laughs> <laughs> what if they call me and Jimmy and the boys up at the reverse circus and we can one, two, three, four. <laughs> we can do our doo-wop. The echo sounds great in the bathroom, Ma. <laughs> right. So contemporary circuses, the biggest contemporary circus currently is Cirque du Soleil. And that is very like, ooh la la. Mm. It's like very, whatever you want to call it. It's not the same. It is like, it's just all people like dressed like cats, like rolling around on the ground and stuff. <laughs> it's it seems to carry a a veneer of high art while being neither <laughs> not nearly high enough i got free tickets to cirque du soleil from work one time and i i recall just giving them to somebody oh yeah yeah i vaguely i vaguely remember that happening but you didn't go no because we were like who wants to go to that <laughs> i i don't think i would go yeah, we I've just I've seen snippets of it. <laughs> it's like too much like a musical. Oh, it has that kind of like theatrical vibe. I don't. I think it's. I don't like theatrical stuff specifically. I don't like theatrical stuff either. I don't even like on TikTok where they switch their hats back and forth and do a monologue with themselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And that's like the very smallest theater possible in some guy's dirty bedroom. Right. I, I certainly don't like someone who's doing like very big hand motions and like moving like a cat. <laughs> 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 like little movements, little hop and then do a spin around. I just, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be straight up with you. I think it is fantastic when people dance it requires a lot of commitment. The choreography seems like it's very hard. It seems like it's difficult to keep all that stuff in your mind and then doing it at the right time in the right place and coordinating with everybody else. Very difficult, requires a huge skill set, and you have to be smart and physically active. That being said, I do not find it expressive in any way. I've never gotten any emotion from watching somebody dance. Right. Except I want to move on. (laughs) Are we done? I am very impressed and I want you to show somebody else because I am not enjoying this as much as I should. Well, I think, yeah, sure. Uh Just if I went to Cirque du Soleil, I'd spend the whole time going, man, there's somebody somewhere. There's somebody just sitting at home drinking wine who would fucking love this, and here I am. Right, right. Why am I here? That's how I felt when they gave me tickets to Cirque du Soleil. I was like, I don't 
think I want these. I think I'm going to give them to somebody else, and they're going to love them. I'm not going to love them. It's very, it's very popular. It's just also, it's also fine to have it not touch you in any way. <laughs> it takes all kinds, right? If something was popular with absolutely everybody, it would be the most, like unimpressive thing right it would it's be like, like not magic at all nobody in our neighborhood has curtains and i've never figured this out because i grew up with curtains and we have curtains here in our current house right but nobody has curtains and uh, i was walking around with nona earlier and they what they've been doing is they've been taking these normal houses these little one-story houses around here and they knock them down. They put in this big shit monstrosity right. that's like two and a half stories tall and is is crafted out of toothpicks and spit. They sell it to some asshole for a price that is disproportionate with our neighborhood. Right. And uh, anyway, we walk past one because we keep seeing them knock down these little houses. An old person has the house. They leave. They knock it down. They build a monstrosity. We walked by one of the new monstrosities and we just stood there looking in and uh it was just like these blank beige walls and this beige furniture and then a guy walks in front of the window and nona goes oh there's a guy in there <laughs> and i was like yeah i was like that's probably like the most normal guy in the world like he bought like a normal house that's gray <laughs> Yeah. Like a new house because he couldn't stand how charming the old houses were. And she was like, I can't wait to sit on my beige couch for three hours and then go to my office job. <laughs> like, you are not allowed to make fun of people going to the office yet. You have to have some work experience. You have to have ever done a day of work in your life. <laughs> It doesn't land the same when someone's never lifted their finger to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about object manipulation, right? There's, yeah. I have a list of all of the circus skills. I really want to do a quiz, but there's too many of them. There's too many of them to do a quiz. But I would like to talk about them with you. There are so many. Acrobalance, that would not be the one that I would want to do. Or acrobatics. Yeah, what's acrobalance? Acrobalance is people standing on each other and lifting each other into shapes. Oh, so that's like when they have two women on yoga and they like, one of them kind of bends backwards and the other one kind of stands on her and then pulls her leg up. Yeah, and then a third guy stands on both of them. Yeah, yeah. And then someone sits on that guy's head, yeah. That is not, I just don't, I don't, get a narrative from that. I don't understand anybody's experiences. I think it's fine to say that's expressive is what I was getting at. I think it's fine to say it's expressive, but just a written paragraph would tell me so much more. Right. And I mean, there's only so many ways you could stand on people. I, I, I mean, maybe there's a whole ton. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing is that mushrooms like mycelium communicate with each other using electrical impulses and they've identified over 50 patterns of electrical impulses that are being used sequenced in time to communicate between these mycelium that is more data being transferred than anybody has ever transferred by dancing right right <laughs> uh there's also acro dance which is acro balance but you're also dancing <sighs> yeah 
worse. <laughs> There's also something called adagio, which is acrobalance, but not moving at all. So is that mean? So that you just watch them. You watch them stay still, but they're climbing on top of each other and levering on each other. But I guess. not moving. So is there like a third party that's stacking them on top of each other while they don't move? Oh, maybe. That sounds heavy. Just think about it, man. <laughs> I don't think there's like I'm gonna say there's a really hard limit on how long I can watch people not move. Yeah, right. As much as I am not taken with dance. <laughs> Watching people stand totally still. That's like a craft work show. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, aerials. There's aerial hoop, aerial silk, and aerial yeah. straps. That's when those ladies are like hanging from the shit, right? Yeah, they just hang around and they fiddle with some stuff, spin around. That would not be my shit. Like the other thing I'm afraid of, in addition to aliens, is heights. I'm terrified of heights. Yeah. If I had to do aerial routine, I would just simply hang on the thing and cry and maybe poop. <laughs> <laughs> and fall right out the bottom of your toga. <laughs> <laughs> we can learn so much from the Romans. <laughs> I bet you the Romans had that at their circus. That's what I call real circus Maximus. <laughs> Some lady like hanging from a hoop. In a toga, pooping over the naval battle. <laughs> it's like cow bingo. Did your, your high school didn't do cow bingo, did they? No. <laughs> where the, the cow walks around, he shits on it, and then whoever has that ticket gets the cake, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have animal training, which is what it sounds like. They have... Artistic cycling, which is when you do tricks or whatever on a bike. And so you do hops and jumps and spins around on the bike. But like a gymnastic routine? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, balancing, which sounds awful similar to acrobalance. But I guess at this I one, feel you're like not as agile. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of overlap if we're talking about art that goes back to the... The 18th century. Right. I think that, like, maybe, like, in the 1700s or whatever, I imagine, like, people sitting around and someone's like, oh, I just got a great idea. What if I put a chair and then I put a book on the chair and then I put another book on top of that and then I put a brick on the book and then I stood on it on one foot? That yeah. would be a show indeed. You think they just kept one-upping each other until yeah. they were like, and I'm going to stand still. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to get on the brick and dance. <laughs> yep. Baton twirling. Yeah. Buffoonery. Just general. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just acting like a jerk. <laughs> well, maybe there's a place for me at the circus. Right. Bull whip. That's when you just whip shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, whipping around. That's uh-huh. like rodeo shit. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Like that. That's kind of cool, yeah. Uh, bungee trapeze. That sounds terrifying. Mm-hmm. Cannonball catching. That sounds also terrifying. That's the, there's a classic photo of a guy and he's having a cannonball fired into his gut and he does like the standard, the standard ab muscle trick. Mm-hmm. But you can see his flesh rippling around the cannonball. Yeah. That guy die. He's died. He's dead by now. Right. Uh, the classic cannonball catcher guy. Uh, hell if I can remember his name, 
But it's like a very classic photo. He's wearing goggles yeah, too. Uh-huh. And he's got in the cannonball, they they took the picture right as the cannonball is slamming into him and his and his flesh is rippling around it. Uh, I think he died normally, but his, one of his biggest claim to fame is that he knew every boxer ever because anytime there was a big boxer, they would come and seek him out and try to punch him in the gut and see if they could kill him. Now, isn't that how Houdini died? I'm pretty sure that's how Houdini died. I would imagine that's where this guy got the idea. I heard that Houdini died because this, he had the same thing happen where people would punch him in the gut all the time. But so, someone came up to him and punched him in the gut without telling him he was oh. going to do it. So he wasn't able to like f- clench his muscles down. Yeah. So they just punched him flabby and they busted something. Yeah. God, that's a bummer. Man, people are jerks. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Uh, chair balancing. Yeah, that's a t- that's another like fucking around in the barn. Chinese pole and Chinese yo-yo. That sounds a little. I don't know about that. Sounds a little racist to me. <laughs> Chinese poles are vertical poles on which circus performers climb, slide down, and hold poses. So that sounds like a just your general pole. Just a pole. Could have just called that one a pole. <laughs> uh, Chinese yo-yo is a juggling yo-yo spun on wands rather than an attached string. So that seems like that kind of weirdo stuff people do with the sticks at the park. Yeah, that's that kind of seems to stem from attention-seeking behavior. Although, <laughs> maybe back in the day, like nobody wants to watch you beef your little stick around with your two other sticks. Right. <laughs> beef it around <laughs> but back in the day there was less going on so i think it may have been more compelling like there was no tv that there was like no video games there was no phones and also if you told people how about a bit of chinese yo-yo they would be like yeah <laughs> that sounds exotic let me see that sounds great <laughs> never seen anything chinese before show it to me <laughs> You say that you brought this all the way from China? <laughs> they call my mother. She would like to see this too. <laughs> Cigar box juggling? That sounds like regular juggling. Well, they also had the Danish pole, which is different than the Chinese pole. Yeah, it just has different dimensions, looks right, like. Right, right. Double trapeze sounds like double your chances of falling off the trapeze. Yeah. Flying trapeze, freestanding ladder. That's the, I have that in my house. The freestanding ladder is when they have a ladder that just looks like poles, and then they kind of clamp it down, and then they just kind of climb up it, and they kind of wiggle it back and forth for balance, so they can just stand on top of the ladder by themselves. Oh yeah, this and then like, they yeah. can they can herk it around and stuff. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> have you ever tried that? Oh no. Why? No, absolutely not. I think the most I would do, I would get up on the very first step of a ladder and I would herk it back and forth and then I'd chug it back in the garage. Right. Uh, Let's see. Hat manipulation. That's like object manipulation. Mm. Mm. Getting too specialized. You want to be a little broad with your object (laughs) manipulation, I feel. Hat manipulation, though. uh, There's object manipulation right there. Uh, Could you imagine? uh, This is... uh, Mom, Dad, this is my boyfriend. He's a hat manipulator. <laughs> oh, like an object manipulator? <laughs> no, just hats. Oh, okay. So you juggle the hats? No, I am not a juggler. <laughs> I am a hat manipulator. Right. 
poi spinning. I don't know what that is at all. Poi is like uh, New Zealandish, Maori maybe. I thought it was Hawaiian. Well, I think it's. I think it may be an island treat. I think it, it's absolutely an island treat. It is. It's like taro root or something. And they nope. That's not how you spell it. Well, well there's a food called poi. It's not the same. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same. Poi is a Hawaiian food, and then also it's taro, just like I said it was. Yeah. So they would spin that around. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rollabola. Uh, these they're just making uh, shit up. Rollabola is when you have like a cylinder and then you have like a skateboard deck on top of it with uh, no wheels. Yeah. And you kind of go back and forth and you can juggle while you're on there. I assume you could do some object manipulation up there. Yeah. Uh, slack lining, slack wire balancing. That seems like tightrope that's loose. That's exactly what it is, yeah. Uh, trampolining, trick roping. You, your mother unicycled. Yeah, she did. I had to get her one, see if she could still do it. Wouldn't it be funny if she could? I mean, she probably could. She probably could. It's just could. like riding a bike. Riding a unicycle is just like riding a bike. It's like riding half of a bike. If you could ride half a bike once, you could always ride half a bike. <laughs> if it takes two people two days to ride a bike. <laughs> we should get her a unicycle for her birthday. <laughs> That would be the the absolute worst present. <laughs> we can get one with training wheels so she doesn't have to. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> she would be so mad if you got her one with training wheels. <laughs> you have to get her an extra tall one to, to show that you have faith in her. She used to ride the six-foot unicycle, yeah, didn't she? Yeah, she did. That's powerful. That's major vibes. It's I wish she did, she still did that because that would be like really exciting for me. <laughs> I wish she did too. I think it's a good. Uh, I I can't imagine how she picked it up in the first place, but I guess she did. You ever, she did. Were you alive when she did that? Oh uh, yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. Have you ever well, seen her do it? Uh uh-uh, uh no. Oh. No. I was gonna say you probably didn't even know how magical it was, like how Nona doesn't realize her dad's such a great shit poster. <laughs> like you well, didn't realize that your I mom didn't... was like a unicycling, uh, whatever the heck, unicycling professional. <laughs> Well, it was like, it was the, one of the main troops in town that would do unicycling. It was a big deal. They were always in the paper and stuff. Yeah. Why don't people do stuff anymore? (laughs) I feel like, I feel like capital controls American culture to the point where we only do stuff if it involves buying things. Right. Like an activity also has to pass a threshold of being better than watching TV, Mm -hmm. which I'm not a TV head, but like most people will just sit and watch TV and just sit and watch the commercials and they like those too. And so getting out in like getting a unicycle and then learning to ride a unicycle and then riding it around and then leading a troop of children, <laughs> like teaching people how to ride the unicycle. Making the time to go in the parade. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I think uh, I think it would be hard for people to do that these days. You And if you did do a unicycle in 2022, I think it would be... Here's your roots. The only reason anybody would do it 
if they were if they were already in the parade scene and then they're like this is a parade trick sure that's the most sane way to do it the other two ways i could see would be a guy doing it and then saying i'm the unicycle guy and he would be on social media and on tinder and stuff and he's like the unicycle guy and he's like stuff the turn-ons that i like one wheel <laughs> Two wheels, get the fuck out of here. And then the other one is somebody who is like, What's up, Unifans? <laughs> it's me, Mr. Cycle. <laughs> yeah. i just like to give a shout out to today's sponsor, Squarespace. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there's not that many possible routes, and they're all, and they're all, like, linked to base forms of human behavior that all center around like creating content for capital yeah it is what it is doing something to do something fun is like really rare like uh, a friend of mine came to town a few weeks back and uh he said he's going up to uh he's going up to the north of canada and i said well what's up there and he's like well my friend is a big northern lights head <laughs> And all his friend does is he goes and he looks at the Northern Lights. That sounds pretty chill. Mm -hmm. Like the whole thing, you have the whole travel experience. You get to go around, you meet people, and you do cool stuff. And then you look at the Northern Lights and you enjoy that. But, of course, the whole thing is, is a whole pursuit. Right. I think there are a lot of things like that. It's just very hard to find them because looking at Northern Lights is not really a hobby where you buy stuff for it. It's not something where you can compete with other people online and jostle for position <laughs> in like an online community, right, right? Right. And so all of these base forms of human behavior that we've been trained to indulge in are not applicable to this. So it is a really, truly rare activity. Right. Yeah. Much to think about. What did you learn today about the circus? You know, I'm still not I'm still not a big circus head, but I feel like we could bring the circus back. But I think we we just gotta update it, man. I just think the people acrobatting around, I feel like everybody's already seen it. Reverse I, circus man. I feel like a kid watching a guy hang on a bar from like seven hundred feet away, not gonna do it. Oh, but what if you called that kid into the middle of the ring, made him sign a waiver, and put him on the trapeze? Or just said, <laughs> we're going to set out, we're going to set out all of our equipment. We're the circus. We have the circus equipment. Uh, we're going to set through. out the freestanding ladder. We're going to have one guy you can acro balance on. <laughs> it's all going to be out there, and you just do whatever you want. Five minutes, you get... All of the equipment, and you you can manipulate any objects you want. Right, right. So really, about just let them. Right. Yeah, let them go for it, and just probably once a day, once a day, you would have somebody who used to be into gymnastics or something, and they'd really wild out. Oh my god! Would, what if your mom got called at Reverse Circus? They'd be like, "Look at this grandma." I think what they would. I think they would be like. <laughs> I think they would be like, "Well, she's." She's cute. She's nice, and uh, she's she's gonna give it her all. And then she just she would do something crazy. She I would know ride. She she'd ride her unicycle on top of somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> like killdozer all over. I, 
<laughs> Blood all over her toms. <laughs> Breaking news from the Cincinnati Gardens. A grandmother <laughs> evading police in what they call a unicycle chase. <laughs> the Unimomer. <laughs> <laughs> you know who would never evade the police now? Corey Growl. She's actually in collusion with the police. She actually works closely with law enforcement, <laughs> goods and services. But you know what? It's always good to have a friend who has it in with the cops. You know, we've all got one. Why not Corey Grella? <laughs> right, right. She's friends with the cops, but she'll never snitch. A true friend. Thank you, Corey. And if you were going to go someplace where there's never been a circus. <laughs> Harlem Township. You know, we all love the big tent, the clowns that honk, the boys that ride the bikes. But at the end of the week... You might feel like you have to get away from all of that noise and contortion. Right. That's when Harlem Township really hits, fam. No cap. <laughs> Harlem Township is it's goated, a, not woated. It's low-key <laughs> the goat of the 18 townships in Delaware County, Ohio. You know what's the woated one? Sunbury. <laughs> yeah, Sunbury. <laughs> Thumbs down emoji, baby. <laughs> I don't Listen, even know if it's in Delaware County. I think it is, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> if you haven't already, <laughs> patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. That's where you get 140 episodes you haven't heard and access to our Discord. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. I love you. Goodbye.